Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello? Hey, Jack. Hey, who is this? Hi, I'm Fox. Um, You're Fox? Yeah, F-O-X, Fox. Okay. Is that your real name? It is not. I don't really feel comfortable with, uh, you know... Maybe a hundred plus people hear my name. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. Why did you pick a fox? Uh, it's been. It's actually why. It's actually my uh, VR username for my Steam account and for my um, Oculus account. I uh, want to talk to you about virtual virtual reality VR. Yeah, yeah. It says here that. Um, you you feel like virtual reality has a lot of control over your life. Uh, I think this is interesting because soon enough we are all going to be living inside of the computer. So you're kind of like a uh, example of of what all of our fates will eventually be. Yeah, I, I kind of guess so. Um... Basically, I, I saw a lot of your podcasts. You know, I love you, Lyle. I love all your podcasts. It's amazing what you do. Uh, there was this one podcast. This guy was talking about virtual reality and he was trying to get you to try it. Um, it is worth trying. I will say that VR is a really open thing to have. It is now, it's pretty cheap nowadays. It used to be like $2,000 and okay. now it's down to like $300. Well, so That's so crazy. so Fox, so um you said that VR has a lot of control over your life. Is that a a has this manifested itself in any ways that are I would like to hear about the ways in which VR has been a positive thing for you and and also the ways in which it is it has been a negative thing for you. Okay. Let's start off with negative. Let's so, start off with negative. Yeah, mind you, uh, I have a skin condition. Basically, uh, I forgot the exact name, but when I can't sweat or when I do sweat, sweat can't really come from my body, so it comes inside of like little pimples almost. And mm. VR has a big, big like sweat focus almost because it, it's a head on your head. You know, it's like wearing a ski mask and... Uh, like Florida, you know, summers. It makes you sweat a lot. Uh, okay. VR has also taken control of my life, you know, at least in my mental statement, because I used to be this guy that would just, like talk to anybody. I would walk up to them, say, hey, how you doing? 
like just random strangers, you know. Now yeah. I'm really antisocial because I don't know how to really act around people. Interesting. So you used to be better at going up to people and starting conversations, and then VR kind of atrophied that muscle. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that because inside of VR, you can be whoever you want to be. You can walk up to anybody, say anything that you want to. It's online, but、mm-hmm. it just kind of in perspective of me talking to people、mm-hmm. because I used. To, I, I still am like a really friendly guy. It's just that now I've become antisocial. I'm not really sure how it really happened. It's just that I don't like talking to people in the real world. Let me ask you this:、uh, How often are you out in situations where you are talking to people in real life and and socializing?、Uh, work. That, that's pretty much it. I don't、okay. really talk to anybody, like my mom, my stepdad, you know, my sister.、But、do you have do you have a lot of friends outside of VR in real life? Oh no, no, not at all. I have、mm-hmm. no friends at all. I used to be this guy that was really popular. Everybody knew me. I was、mm-hmm. basically my friendliest guy. I would give. Like kids, some popsicles on a hot summer day, and smile at them, you know that kind of stuff. Okay, that's very specific. But now but... I have, I have like no friends at all. Like I can't list off anybody. All my friends are online,、mm. and it's a big. Okay, around when? So you say you're 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 painting this arc of yourself as formerly confident, formerly having a lot of friends.、Um, And then VR kind of changed that for you. Around how long ago did you start to notice an atrophy in your social skills? So I played VR back four years ago, and around not even six months into games like VR, I realized that I was getting more antisocial. I wouldn't talk to anybody.、Okay. I wouldn't go outside that much. And I thought that was okay. Like, and like, like, imagine you got like a new Xbox. You want to play it more often, right? Sure. But VR is just something different. You can interact with people. It's just like you have to go outside. You have to do. This, you have to do this. Okay. So it's that, been、like. so 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 it's been about three and a half years. Uh, around there, yeah. Okay. Now, does any part of you? Uh, does I mean, do you personally do you desire to be more social, to have more friends? Are you sitting there in VR and 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 wishing that you had those social skills that you felt like you had a good handle on a few years ago, or are you feeling rather comfortable、yeah. where you're at right now? It's a mix of the both, actually. It, I, I feel like I'm really comfortable because, like, when I drink and stuff, you know, I get like either really aggravated, like really, you know, I'm just that kind of guy, or I get like really calm.、Um, usually, I get taken advantage of when I'm calm. So when I'm getting drunk and I'm inside VR, it's a virtual world. Like nobody can harm me in any kind of way. But I want to be more social in the real world too because I know I'm gonna need some friends. I'm gonna need people that I treat like family.、And、I know、mm-hmm. that I need that, but I. I don't think I can. You know. Why don't you? Th- well, okay. Why don't you think you can? 
it's just, you know, social anxiety, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like I don't act right around people anymore. But I act the exact same. Mm -hmm. I don't know if VR has kind of controlled me in a way, but like, I don't know. Just, I've met so many friends on here and it's like, why do I need real life friends when I have already a whole entire group of almost family around me so I have online? You know, I mean, you, you, you bring up something interesting, right? About, okay, so you don't have a lot of friends in real life, but you have all these internet friends. And even though they are yeah. avatars, they are real human beings. You are exchanging thoughts and ideas and spending quality time with representations of real people. And I, it's it's an interesting thing because there is legitimacy to that. Um, have you ever met anyone that you've met in VR in real life? I met my ex. Yeah. Uh, you met so you you had a relationship. I, yes, uh, I actually want to tell you about that too. So VR, you can meet anybody, mm -hmm. whether it be a girl, a man. A lover, uh, a follower, a bunny like, rabbit. What's the what's the most fucked up avatar you've seen, by the way? Oh, okay. Is there certain words that are explicit to the Twitch channel? I mean, don't say anything racist. But other than that, go ahead. Okay. Racist. I just want to make sure that I can describe this. Um. So in VR chat, you can make any avatar that you like. So it's this um, <laughs> it's this naked man, right? Sure. It doesn't have like a, it doesn't have like a crotch or anything like that. It's just like a naked avatar, just fully peach skin. But when you talk out of it, it moves your skin and it makes flesh pop out. What? It wait. So it makes like you can like make your penis talk and shit. Yes, you can actually. Um, also, when you when you talk, wow. skin pops out of your chest and moves around when you talk, around your legs, you know, around your thighs, around the entire body. I'm starting to see why you don't leave the VR world. It's interesting. Okay, so back to the relationship. You met a girl on VR. Uh, yeah. It was actually okay. my first long-term relationship, believe it or not. In so real life, people would just take advantage of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of true. But mm -hmm. we lasted almost a year. So really? we wanted to yeah, into in the course in Airport. the course of that year. Did you guys ever meet in real life? Uh, around eight months is when we started to you know try and meet up we had plans and then another month later we decided to do it so we met up inside vr i mean we met up inside the real world inside like a delta airport um we got some pretzels from aunt annie's and we just kind of hanged out for a while okay where did you so so did you go did you go to her or did she come to you or did you meet somewhere in the middle uh we i came to her Okay. And how did that feel for you, meeting somebody in real life that you met in VR? I'll be honest, I really 
did not feel that comfortable with it. So, really, mind you, people have online personas. They can act like a whole entire different person on the internet. A whole entire、mm-hmm. person. They can act more calmer. They can act more aggravated. They can make、mm-hmm. a whole entire big difference when you act online. It's like Mom with her two lobbies almost, you know.、Um, but it just felt weird because her actual persona of herself was very, very, very different. Interesting. She was a lot more sassy, I'd say.、Um, she flirted a lot with other guys, and then that next month, I started to try to tell her that I want to break off with her. But it's just online personas can be really controversial. Okay, hold on. So, so okay, stick, stick, stick with me here for a second. Okay, give me. What is the difference that you observed between her online persona and how she acted in real life towards you? So online side VR, she'd be really kind. Like she would hang out with me almost every day. She'd talk to me. She'd tell me how my day was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she was very, very kind. Like almost like a my dream girlfriend almost. You know.、Mm-hmm. And she acted all these ways. And I really liked it, you know. But in real life, she was a lot more sassier, a lot more aggravated, I'd say, at times. And she'd never、mm. ask anything like what they was or any of this or any of that. And she would constantly、mm. flirt with other guys right in front of me, like、mm. strangers almost. Hmm. Interesting. Do you? I mean, it's、uh, it feels a little pointless to speculate about this, but do you? Have any theories as to why she she was acting so differently than than she was normally? I've only seen her like that once in a while. Once,、mm-hmm. she kind of was just a, like a lot more sassy towards like one of her other friends. I think it's just how she acted around me. Do you do you get、I'm、a se- did you get a sense、good. from her when you when you met her? Did you get a sense from her that? She also was a little bit nervous to to meet somebody in real life, and and also kind of spent a lot of time in in VR, and had sort of atrophy no, in real she, life social skills. She she told me before that she met a guy in real life and basically smashed him, like had sex. Okay. Okay.、Um, so I, I, Okay, so Fox.、Um, so you had this girlfriend over VR. You did meet her in real life, and then I guess, I guess when you met her in real life, and, and the vibe was different. That was kind of the beginning of the end for that relationship. Yeah, I mean, when、yeah. I met her in real life, I just I lost a lot of feelings. Okay,、uh, just everything changed, I guess. So now, what about what about friends? What about friends? Friends. Have you met、okay. any friends? Have you met any friends in real life from VR? Any friends? Oof. Hey, have you played D and D? Just a question for this contest.、Uh, I haven't, but I, I know what it is. You know what it is, okay? So me and my friends, we played D and D a lot inside of、um, 
like VR. There's a there's this VR world inside VR chat called D and D Dungeons and Dragons, and we play like uh, this made up Rick and Morty D and D session, and we've been doing it for about four like five four months now. Um, recently, actually, not even I think three weeks ago, we did a road trip all across the um, country. I had oh, to really? drive from Florida to Michigan to Alabama to I believe. Not New York. No, it was New York. So we had this little big idea that we go to like random, like little places like uh, Washington State, or like see like New York buildings that we'd never seen before, like New York pizza for the first time. So you, so you went you on know, this road I, trip with with all of your. How many of how many of you guys were there on this road trip? Five. Damn. So all all five of you guys went on a big road trip across the country. Yeah, it was it was really nice. You know, that's, that sounds fun, man. Yeah, it, it really it really was. I gotta say, hmm. you know, um, Gecko, I gotta say, if you ever get into VR, a good tip for you is treat it like it's a console. Like you, you're playing on your PC. Like you're just trying to play a game for once. Don't treat it as in like a separate life. Because a lot of people, when they get inside VR, they think it's almost like a second life for them. And it's kind of sad how they feel like that. Mm. I've once felt like VR was a second life, but I just kind of came over that little factor then. Well, you know, you bring, you know, this whole call is, is really bringing up an interesting thing and it's like this point of contention of you know you're you're telling me that you've been in VR for three and a half years and that it's really like fucked with your social skills and you're telling me that you can't name a single friend that you have outside of VR but yet you just told me about like a really cool real life life experience of you hanging out with five real human beings traveling across the world I mean that's a real legitimate social life experience that you had as a result of being in this virtual world. It's a really interesting thing to think about, like, are virtual friends, internet friends, uh, you know, a legitimate, healthy form of of social interaction? And I, I, don't, I don't know, because you're, you're bringing up all these different, like, sort of 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 pros and cons in either direction um and maybe there's some kind of balance to be struck here you know like like it's so great to me that you have these friends that you can go out and do real life stuff with like this road trip but at the same time you should try to balance that out with with finding friends in your immediate vicinity and and making sure that when you do go out into the world you're adequately prepared to speak with other people yeah i don't don't know there there is definitely a balance to be made um you know vr is just about like one game too like mind you i love military simulators like milsim it's a role play of military it's like uh if you've ever heard a game called onward it's a game that lets you experience 
almost like drill tactics. For example, I'm an owner of a mill survey. Mm. Well, well, so well, so Fox, you know, I listen. I, the, the the specific games and whatnot is is uh, uh, you know, I mean, the, I'm talking about the, just the broader thing here of your internet friends versus your real life friends. But so listen, I mean, before we get off here, I wanna I wanna talk to you about your own personal life and and your kind of future with this. Let me ask you something. Okay, you've had some great experiences. You know, I mean, even if the girlfriend thing didn't work out quite the way you wanted it to, it's like. It was a relationship. It was a, a thing that happened to you in your life. You know, you went on this road trip. You're having real human life experiences in this interesting hybrid way with VR in real life. And so moving forward for you, do you see yourself being able to put down the headset and go and, and really make a concentrated effort to make friends outside of VR? I, I'm not really sure. I've lost almost all of my characteristics that people love about me from in real life. Like before I got into VR, VR itself, online itself changes you. How I've acted recently and how I do things and how I do this and how I do that, it's all changed. So it might not, I might not be able to. It's like I'm stuck. Can I ask you this? Have you ever been to real therapy to talk about this? I have not, but I think that I really don't. You know, I think that I can easily pass through through life and I'll eventually get over it. It's social anxiety. I know it. So I will eventually get over it. You believe so. So so looking forward, you're optimistic about your ability to get over your social anxiety. Yes, yes, I am. I'm pretty sure that if I meet some more friends from online, hopefully here soon, and maybe we, I just meet all my friends or some of my friends in real life again, I think that I could definitely get more used to talking to people in real life and then just mm -hmm. moving on from there. Right, I think so too. I think that the more efforts you can make to... Uh, take these people that you've been meeting in VR and, and make plans to you know, go to them or have them come to you and, and meet them in real life and, and slowly through that kind of transition from your virtual world into the real world is, is a good way for you to get over that uh, that anxiety. And, I, and I'm stoked to hear that you're optimistic about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I have hope, you know. Um, I love my friends. I treat them like family. I will do anything to meet them to talk to them in real life i want to see their face i want to talk to them that's some avatar that's kind of like what i want to do i want to meet my friends in the real world all right i'll let you go man i'll talk to you soon thank you very much for calling and genuinely very excited to hear that you see an upward trajectory for yourself all right gecko i i love what you're doing man continue it okay i will be Appreciate around it, as long as i can take care brother all right got you you too That was a really, really interesting modern call. You know, um, I was just, I went to TwitchCon recently and I met a lot of people there 
who were meeting their internet friends in real life for the first time. And I, I don't know. I don't have like opinions about this. I'm just kind of going through it. It's like there's all this pushback of, oh, kids aren't socializing enough these days because they're out in VR or, or playing Call of Duty or doing these things. And it's a legitimate question as to whether or not, you know, the, the it's a legitimate question as to how much of those interactions are legitimate, healthy, human social interactions. And I don't know. And Fox was an interesting, like, case study of this because he is he is meeting real people and having real interactions through VR. And they are leading to human interactions that have nothing to do with VR, like this road trip, like meeting up with that girl. And listen, would it be better and cleaner perhaps if if he were able to have nothing to do with the internet have nothing to do with vr and have a healthy social life maybe but i mean that's not where we're at even societally that's not where we're at i mean this is just gonna keep being a thing that people get more and more into um and yeah it was just interesting to talk to fox in that first person perspective of how he's he's navigating that and like I said, I'm I'm glad to hear that it's it seems as though he's trying to make more of an effort to transition these online relationships into real life relationships and that, that maybe leads to him being a little bit more confident in the future in uh going out and forming these relationships in real life without VR. Anyway, let's take another call. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, Lyle, how are we doing? I'm hey, doing good. Is this is this Scotty? This is Scotty. Um, what's going I on? I actually with you, got a gecko costume for Halloween. <laughs> oh yeah, how much was yours? How much? It was like seventy five, I think, plus shipping. Obviously, this shit but... is expensive, dude. I don't know why. I know. I was sitting in my car. I didn't think you were actually going to answer. I walked in, but I guess let's do some single bathroom real quick. Uh, so Scotty, what's going on with you? So I called to talk about. Something that happened to me, um, it was a few years ago, I'm 27 since last week, and when I was 21, me and my family went to the Bahamas, and we all drank a good bit, it's a big drinking family, and at one point, we were all on the beach, and I met this girl, and we were hanging out mostly, and the family always going to dinner, so I was like, all right, I'm going to stay here, it's like, cool, like, I don't care, it's fine, whatever, and uh, so they all went to dinner, I mean, this girl ended up going to the ocean, and doing what grown folk do. And later that night, after they came back to get me, went home, my uncle came up to me, he's like, hey, your granddad might've been videoing you while you were doing it. I don't know if he you, he knows. I noticed, I don't think anyone else might've noticed. I guess like you can see what's going on, but not like the graphic, cause they were pretty far away. Like I didn't even know the restaurant that close to us on the beach or else I wouldn't have done it. 
Okay, but, you know, on, your grandparents for, and slow stuff. Down, slow down for a second here. Your grandfather <laughs> accidentally videoed you having sex? Yes. Were you? I don't you, know if he knows it or not. <laughs> were you? How does that even happen logistically? They were pretty far away, but he has really nice cameras, so you can really zoom in on those things. I guess he was videoing the family at dinner. I was like, "Wait, you were having family. sex They're on stuck. on the beach? It was in the water. It was <laughs> so okay. you can see the motions, but you can't see everything. Obviously, was it during the day? Sun was going down, but it was a little light outside. Why were you? Wait, I so was you were just, you know, you you were just having sex with this girl the beach was on empty. the beach there was no in one the else middle the of the day. There was no Apparently, it wasn't empty. Apparently, your grandfather was there. The restaurant seemed a lot further at the time. Okay. <laughs> So there's a restaurant and that overlooks the beach. I'm 21. And then, hold on, I'm trying to get the logistics right. of this down, okay? So there's a restaurant overlooking the beach. And it overlooks the part of the beach that you are in with this girl in the water having sex. And your grandfather is just videoing things going like. on in the restaurant. And then you are somehow in the background of your grandfather's No, footage. he zoomed in on me. <laughs> Wait, he, he zoomed, zoomed in. How do you, okay, how do you accidentally zoom in on you having sex? How is that an accident? He didn't know I was doing it. He didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so he was just zooming in on the beach? Me in the water with this girl. And it's Does this make sense to you? Lately. <laughs> Do what? Does this make sense to you? Um, yeah, because I was there. It makes sense to me. I've seen the video. Like, just imagine everyone's on the table, and he's like, hey, honey, this is us on family vacation. It's like, Scott's day to hang out with this girl, and he zooms in and zooms out. Okay, you know? so so basically what's happening is your grandfather was taking some home videos, and then you happened to be in the background, un unbeknownst to your grandfather, having sex in the water. Yes, but it must have been noticeably enough for my uncle to realize, because I knew... But my uncle came up to me and was like, hey, I hope you know that, like, this is what happened. And he has it. But the thing so, is, is why I call it. It's like, I, I didn't really care at the time. I thought it was a funny story to tell my friends. But, like, the older I get, you know, it's the more you're like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> I don't, why, I don't why, really know if he knows. Well, okay, why you say, God damn it, dude. You say that you didn't care at the time, but as you get older... It's starting to weigh on you. It's Why is it starting so to weigh on you awful. as you get older? You just respect your grandparents more the older you get, you know, and you don't want them to see shit like that. It was an awful decision for sure, but also didn't know they were so close and I was heavily intoxicated. Okay. So, do you, so your grandfather doesn't know that he's in possession of a video of you having sex? I don't know if he doesn't know. He, he could very well know, and if he knows, my grandma knows. God, that's even worse all to have. Uh, have you ever talked to him about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's this... not a conversation me and my granddad usually kind of have. Okay, so is this a thing that weighs heavy on your mind? Oh, yeah. I've definitely laid in bed at night thought about this a long time. Okay. <laughs> like, do you feel, do you feel as one. though, do you feel as though addressing it and talking to your grandfather would... 
would get rid of that. What if he doesn't know? What if he doesn't know, though? Well, okay, the the weighing heavy, let's let's get into this. You say it weighs heavy on your mind. Right. Does it actually? Yes. No, I hate this. <laughs> okay. Okay, why does it why do you hate it? Why does it weigh heavy on your mind? It's just, you know, you look back at stuff you definitely should have done differently and it's definitely probably top three on my list right now. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you can't you know, take like, it back. They have, I, feel like, I feel like they possibly have acted differently towards me the past couple of years. You know? Oh, okay. You think they've and seen I it. Wonder if that's one you aspect. think they've seen it, and you don't, don't want to bring it up to them because if they haven't seen it and you bring it up, then... They know about their poor decisions, so it could be other things that's kind of changed our relationship, I guess, some, but that's the one that's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Scotty, you got to eat this. All right, I'll eat it. You just got to eat it. You just got to like, look, I don't know if you, I don't know whether or not you should go and tell him, but don't, don't lay away. What do you think I should? Do I think you should? Do you think I should? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I will. Is that footage? You, we don't know how many generations that footage is going to be passed down through. I don't even remember the footage at this point. It's been like five years. I can't remember what it looks like. But I look back at it, I'm like, I wish I remembered. I mean, goddamn. Scotty, like, if this happened five years ago, you're enough, 27. <laughs> Scotty, this happened five years ago. All you right. got to deal with You got to deal with this, Scotty. You got to eat this. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you, Lyle. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, y'all have a fun Friday night. Get wild for me. Have a good night, Scotty. <laughs> Man. Now I, I kind of want to go on a family vacation with Scotty's family. It sounds like it's fun. Hi. Hi, who is this? Isla. So, Isla. Yes. Uh, what's going on with you today? Uh, there's plenty, but I told the call screener. I, okay, I have a weird name. I'm Eastern European, and I grew up super Eastern European, right? That being said, I have a lot of friends who grew up the same way as me. One being my best friend, who I've known since I was two. And, like, within the last two years... He's told me that he's in love with me and that we're going to get married. But I strongly believe he's gay. And I've heard stories. But he doesn't know that I know any of that. And I'm, I'm wondering if I should tell him. Okay, so you have this, this childhood friend who claims they're in love with mm-hmm. you, but you believe they are gay. Yep. And so... I, okay. Me personally, I... When I... I'm just an anxious human being. When I hear people like come up to me and tell me, hey, I heard this about you, I get super embarrassed, even if it's not true. And I feel like being gay, there's nothing to be embarrassed about whatsoever. If he's gay, more power to him. He should just tell me so I can be there for him. Well, okay, so hold on. So before we get into him, tell me about you. Mm -hmm. Do, Do you 
have romantic feelings for this guy? No, I look at him and... Okay, he's like conventionally attractive. I have a boyfriend and I've had a boyfriend okay. for the last three years. And they don't get along because... I've told my boyfriend how he's told me he likes me. Obviously, mm -hmm. I have to tell my boyfriend that. Sure. Um, but I grew up with him. Like, I love him so much, like a brother. And I don't with my friends. My friends, he's tried to make me jealous by dating my... So, like, so hold on. I, you said Isla, you said? Yes. Isla. So, uh, here's kind of like just off the bat is like, you know, I think... T I, I, the reason I asked you is if you like him back is that's the only thing that... I think matters here. You know, you right. speculating about I mean, your friend's sexuality. I, I think you're doing it from a I nice like, place. I it, well, hold I on. Give me the second I'm sorry, I think, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I think you're doing it from a nice place. I think you're coming at it from mm -hmm. like, I want him to tell me so that I can be there for him. And, you know, yeah, I, I think, like I said, you're doing it from a kind place. But you have to understand, you know, whether, whether or not, like, this guy's sexuality, in terms of the question of him liking you, it, is irrelevant. The only thing that's matter. relevant is whether or not yeah. you like him back and you don't. And so, at this point, with your friend, mm -hmm. wh whatever you have heard, whatever you are speculating, right. is irrelevant. Because if your friend wants to come out to you and come out to the way he'll do it on his own time... And you know That's you can let thing. him know. You can let him. You forever. and you can let him know. However, you want to, in whatever subtle way, not necessarily saying, "Hey, I heard this," and just so you know, if this, then this. But just, just let him know that you're a supportive I've friend in general. Tried to. I've so casually I, I, like tried to bring it up, and he like, but I'm like I I try to be extremely vague, so it's like really bad the way that I'm like I'm just trying to like get it out of him and we're both super accepting people but I don't think he'll ever admit it to like anyone let alone himself Isla, and that's why Isla, I feel Isla. bad Isla you, you don't you don't need to feel bad you don't need to keep speculating about uh, his sexuality right. you j don't I w don't even don't think about it don't worry about it it's it's all you should be doing all I have to worry about is myself and how I feel and well there's that but I, I listen kind of just 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 be a good friend to this person don't keep thinking about their sexuality don't try to like get them to admit anything to you they'll, they'll do it on their own time but i kind of feel like i'm being a bad friend to him because i'm keeping the secret from him like hey people are saying that like we we grew up in a really small town and we still live here like if you go to a bar you're going to be at the bar with every person you went to high school middle school with and their parents pretty much right and all these people know this about him and like they've told me and i feel like he's the only person that doesn't know people are saying this about him okay so, so you should i tell him you okay so you're trying to decide whether or not you should report the rumors that other people yeah, are saying to him because i i've been holding it in for like almost two years now okay can i tell you what the rumor is sure and there's a reason why I think it's true. So he's a, like a gym guy, right? He's a bodybuilder. He like, He's like strong. And apparently he's been hooking up with the bartender who's also like a gym, a gym rat. Um, from a, There's two bars in my town from one of the local bars. He's been hooking up with him. And 
Christmas Day, me and him, we went to his family's like Christmas like breakfast. And then after, he was like, hey, I'm going to go get, can I say weed or marijuana <laughs> from his buddy? And it was, and he brought me with him, but it was the most weird interaction. And it was him and this guy. And he like gave him like free weed and like. Okay. Hold on. Isla, I think, I think, hold on. Where, Isla, 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 give me a second here. I think we're getting I'm kind sorry, of I'm off really track. Awkward. No, don't, no, no, you're, you're, to- <laughs> you're totally fine. I'm glad that we're talking about this but just give me a second here because i think you talking about these you're I, i'm the one who said sure so i'll take the blame for you explaining that but i'm thinking about i'm, it like, I I'm think... a talker so if i'm nervous it's okay it's, going, no, it's okay so it's okay, i need dude. you to interrupt me and tell me to shut up okay it's okay okay so here's the thing <laughs> i think that again you know i want you to know you're coming at everything with good intentions uh you know yeah, you're like should i tell my friend because like, hold on I, I, hold on yeah please. <laughs> okay you're, 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 <laughs> sorry, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, okay, you're coming at everything with good intentions. You know? Right. You're like, okay, people are talking shit about my friend. It is my duty as a friend to report when they're talking shit. And um, on that note, as to whether or not it's your duty to report any shit talk or rumors going on about your friend, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking about You're making me think about it right now. Because on one hand, I really do believe <laughs> that ignorance is bliss and your friend might just Absolutely. be completely better off not even knowing or thinking about um, yeah. these these rumors or knowing that they exist because what other people yeah. are saying about this guy is irrelevant to him and his experience of life. And then on the other hand, exactly. it's like, okay, maybe you, you feel like it's your duty to report these things and not just be ignorant about it. I don't, I don't know. I don't really have an answer to that. I think it's an interesting thing to kind of think about. But just listen, whatever you do, Isla, don't right. try to milk this or like speculate about your friend. Don't join into the rumors. Don't tell anybody else the rumors. Just I try, try to I ignore do them. Let anyone talk about him? Don't badly. be in and your I, head thinking about oh, is yeah. my friend hooking up with this person? Just be a friend to this guy. And and I and if I were you, I would. I I think you should just stop speculating on his sexuality and accept that. He'll um, come out when he yeah. is ready to do so, if he is ready Absolutely. to ever do so. But the um, friend thing, I'm torn with the friend thing as well, because he says that he likes me and he feels a certain way, but I feel like he's kind of rude in the way that he goes about it. Like, I feel like if I don't like him and I tell him I'm not interested, then he, like, doesn't talk to me for however long. So it's like, am I really doing a favor for a friend by not telling him? Because, like, he was really my friend. Well, hold on. Those are those. I, 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 you just, I, you just brought up a completely separate issue from anything that we've talked about. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I call you. I call you every time you're on stream. I get the notification. I call within like the first five minutes, and I never thought I'd get this far. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Just listen to me for a second. Okay, I'm gonna. This is the last thing I'm gonna say to you. You, you're coming. You're coming in here with like. Again, I think good intentions. You want to be a good friend. That's where we're operating from. I think it's a good place to operate from. But you're, you're coming right. in here with like, oh, I think there he might be this, and I think possibly this, and maybe this, and maybe this. If you what you just told me about how you think he's being yeah. rude about it, and you want to preserve the friendship, okay, tell yeah. that to him. Tell that to him, okay. And if he right. says to you, and if and listen, if he says to you, listen, I like you too much. 
And because I like you, I can't just be friends with you. And so I have to limit the amount of contact I have with you. That's that's his boundary. Yeah. And you should accept that too. Okay. So just Honestly, ha- and, have and like just a really have the conversation. Way of thinking. And I feel like he's a little toxic. And I, I feel like it's the Eastern European in him. But I feel Why like he you... wouldn't go that way. Like he wouldn't say that. What do you think he would? Well, he, because... okay, dude. Well, dude, dude, Isla, you don't know what he would say unless if you fucking tell him. So sitting here wondering whether have, what he would say is I've unproductive. I've had a conversation with him all the time. And I've had it with like my friends, all of our friends that we like grew up together. Like we came, like our families came to this country, like to America at the same time. So we all grew up together and like kind of similarly at home. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. At school, it always felt like you had one foot in one door and then one out the other when you well, were at home. Listen, Isla, Isla um, um, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Can I say something to you? What's up? Um, I called before to tell you this, but I found your podcast and I, you have me thinking about like life situations in such a healthy like way. Good. I'm happy to hear that. You literally, seriously, like the way that you like, like process things that people say to you and like the way you go about it is like so healthy and so cool. And I really appreciate it. It has me thinking about my life and like the way I respond to things in such a better way. I'm gonna try and to. I, I'm gonna try uh, yeah. to take my I own. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that I'm very so much. I'm gonna try to start. All over the place. I got no, it's okay. Don't you. worry. But like I said, you're coming at it with good <laughs> intentions, and I appreciate that. I'm gonna try to take my own advice and uh, live, live, live better according to how I tell other people to live uh, in my personal life. You, so, um, yeah, I feel like it's so easy to like say, like give people advice, but taking it oh, yeah. yourself is the hardest part. Uh, but yeah, you're amazing. 100%. Like I look at things so much better now because of you, and I. Yeah, I really wish I got to see you in Boston, but I I'll be back. Like it's I'll a be long back in Boston. Ride and I would have to go alone. Well, I, 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 will go. I, I will go. I, I hope to see you uh, next year in Boston, and uh, good luck with your friends, and I will talk to Seriously, you soon. It was so good talking to you finally. Thank you, Isla. Have a good rest of the day. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. You know, it's funny. I, it's, funny it's funny she said all this stuff, and then I said, um, you know, I'm trying to do it more in my personal life. Because I think what I told her of like I mean that interaction we had where I was like or she or I, I told her okay well why don't you tell him this and she said but if I tell him this he's gonna say this and then I said well you don't know what he's gonna say unless if you actually go and tell him that's something I think I should do more in my personal life you know that was an easy thing for me to tell someone because having tough conversation it's so easy to tell somebody to go run and have a tough conversation but I think it's harder to harder to actually do it so I'll think about that. I'm always I'm trying to check myself more often. I'm like, I'd go on a podcast and talk to other people about their lives. I hope I practice things that I tell others. Or I could just be a giant gecko hypocrite guy. Anyway, thank you, Isla, for... Um, did I say that right? Isla? Isla? Thank you for talking to a gecko on the phone, Isla. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hello? Hello? What's new with you? Um, nothing much. I saw you out in Denver on Wednesday. Your live shows are super good. Oh, fuck yeah. No, thanks for coming to the Denver show, man. That was, yeah, that was, was fun. Great. That was crazy. I felt really good about that one. No, yeah, yeah. It was such a fun show. Um, what's going on with you, my friend? What What is it that you called in to talk about? Um, I wanted to call you about something called monkey time. It's been happening to me since middle school. Uh, yeah, it says here that, uh, it says here you wanted to talk about monkey time. And I, I saw that and I was like, what the hell is that? And I figured the only way to answer that question is to ask you. So monkey time has happened since middle school. So basically what happens um, is I'd be hanging out with my friends, like four guys, and at some point in the night, they'd see monkey time. And they would pin me to the ground and tickle me until I screamed like a monkey. Okay. Um, Now, when did this start happening? So this started happening, I would say, sixth, seventh grade. Um, and how long has it been going on for? Um, the last monkey time, maybe a year ago, but I've since moved from my hometown. So the monkey times aren't as frequent. And how old are you now? I am 23. Okay. So you were having monkey time from seventh grade up until you were 22 years old. Yeah. And is monkey time always directed towards you, or is there a rotating sort of victim of the monkey time? That's the thing, Lyle. It has always just been me. There is no other person that takes the monkey time. Interesting. Why do you think your friends have designated you as the consistent monkey time taker? You know, I think it's because I um, am extremely ticklish. And I'm not quite as strong as them, so I'm very easy to uh, overpower and tickle. Okay. Uh, How do you feel about being the constant subject of monkey time? Um, powerless. Interesting. Uh, Do you wish that your friends would stop doing monkey time on you? Um... Sometimes I do, but it's kind of nice to know that it's my thing. I'm special in my own way. Interesting. So so you feel, does a small part of you feel a sense of pride in being the constant subject of the monkey time? Yes. And uh, some of my friends are actually up in town right now, and... I'm worried it might happen. They're downstairs, but if you want, you can talk to one of them about monkey time. Um. Oh, sure. Yeah. Who can I talk to? Who invented the monkey time? Can I? Can I talk to them? I think the maker is in a different state. But okay. Sure. I'll talk to one of your friends. I'll give you to a big instigator. Great. They're both really scared. I'm have to pick one of them. Uh, I'm putting Brock on. Okay. Let's talk to Brock. Well, I'm not doing. Hey, Brock, what's going on? Nothing much. How's it going? So, Brock, I heard about monkey time. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Well, in your words, what, how would you how would you describe Monkey Time? You know, it sort of just started as a um, a friendly thing. We Keith was really really good at make like when we tickled him, he sounded exactly like a monkey. So it started off as that, and that'd be a joke. We just like pass by him in the hallways, give him a little touch on the side, and he screamed like a monkey, and we all thought it was hilarious. So you say it started friendly. Did it then become hostile? <laughs> no, no. It's always been friendly. Okay. Um, actually, you know, can I, what, what's your friend's name again? Keith. Uh, can, I, can I talk to Keith real quick? Yeah, definitely. Let me pass the phone back. Hey, Keith, can I hear this monkey noise? Oh, I can try and recreate it. Like, how would you feel about doing a monkey time right now on the phone? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll be consenting to it, so it'll be better than usual. Okay, uh, good. Um. All right, I'm gonna try and do this. So, so it's, are you, are you going to get your friend to tickle you? Yeah, yeah, he's he's right here. It's going to happen. Okay, all right. All right, you good to go, Brock? I'm good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Lyle. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm too nervous to uh, do a natural monkey noise. Okay, I mean, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Yeah, I try it though. Okay. Um. So I mean, you say you're nervous. Do you, do you not like Monkey Time? You know, for a long time I didn't like Monkey Time. It did bother me for a while, but now I've been um. I feel like I've gained power back by going out of town. I've been working on myself. I've been going to the gym, and now I think if they do try and Monkey Time me right now, I think I can. Uh, fight back I think it'll be strong enough hmm. I like this arc that you've developed for yourself where you once were weak and now you are strong exactly you're like a monkey I that think... turned into a gorilla yeah and my dream is to one day give monkey time to one of them ah do you feel as though um, committing monkey time upon one of them would serve as a retribution for all the monkey time that has been uh, bestowed upon you? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a good... I know revenge isn't good, but I think it would be a healthy thing for me. And maybe them too. Well, uh, listen, Keith, I hope that you uh, eventually get whatever it is you are looking for out of this entire monkey time debacle. Thank you. And um, before we go, do you have friends outside of these friends? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> they um, When I bring a monkey time to them, for a while they're a little disturbed about it. But I think, yeah, like, I think you have to be there, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that you uh, searching for perspectives outside of your friend group on monkey time is a good thing. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, Keith. All right. Thanks, Lyle. Hello, folks. It is Lyle. 
Uh, lately, I've been ending my Sunday podcasts with an excerpt from my street interview segments, and I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. It's a conversation I had on the campus of Harvard University in Boston with a, a very smart student who is navigating her way through life, through trying to be a high achiever, through dealing with other people's expectations, and uh, I just really enjoyed having this talk on the campus of Boston University, and uh, I'm going to, Boston University, no, Harvard University. I don't even know where I am anymore. Okay. All right. I'm going to shut up. I hate rambly intros. I would rather you guys just listen to the conversation without me having to explain anything, but I'm, I'm here to explain the jarring contrast between the phone calls and uh, hearing me out in public talking to real people. So that is why I am recording this. Okay. Anyway, let's get into it. What's up, man? What's your name? I'm Naya. What Naya, about you? nice to meet you. I'm Lyle. I'm a gecko guy. Lyle. Thing. How's it like? What's it like being a gecko? Uh, it feels good. I like not being anything, if that makes sense. Like, you're Naya. You're a person. You exist. I'm perceiving you right now. Me, I'm an ethereal gecko. I don't, I don't, I'm not really here right now. But you know how do you know saying? I'm here? I don't, actually. That's yeah, a good that's point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you feel as though you're here right now? But I'm not sure if you're here. Naya, are you good at living in... Naya, right? Yes, Naya. Are you good at living in the moment? I think I'm here right now, so yeah. Okay, okay. Let's be in the moment then. Okay, what let's are be you, in the moment. What are you all about, Naya? What's, give us a baseline of your life. A baseline of my life? Yeah, I'd love to hear. Um, I, well, I was born and raised in South Carolina, but my family is Syrian. Okay. So, got a lot of cultures going on. I really love the brain, so I'm studying neuroscience. Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> that sounds um, difficult. There's even an expression. <laughs> it's not brain surgery, right? And I want to be a brain surgeon. You want to be a brain? I want to be a neurosurgeon. Let me ask you this, because I, I, this the, one of the first people that sat down told me that he was having a really hard time because he's in a tough major. And he is, you know, very passionate about what he does, but feels like he doesn't have enough time to go live life and do other things. And you're doing one of the hardest things a person can attempt to do. How do you carve time for other aspects of your life? Well, seeing like I got three hours of sleep last night. Oh, my goodness. Um, time gets carved out there. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I believe if you say you're going to do something, you just do it. I, I it kind sounds of was so telling simple. Him, yeah. We just do it. Yeah. Do do you do you um do you break easily? No, I've been through I've been through some shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you feel like in the past, your your life has prepared you for this experience of attempting to do something very challenging. Yeah. Like I've wanted to. My, Harvard has been my dream since I was four. Really. Since forever, and I wanted to do it. And now that I'm here, I owe it to like. Everyone that helped me to get here to just keep doing what I was. Who who can tell me about the people that helped you to be here? Um, my parents, probably the best people I've ever met. Okay. Very tough. Very tough. <laughs> very Arab immigrant parents. Very crazy. Uh, my best friend, Emily Rafka, Bella. Like I have some really great friends in my life. So you're. I want to talk about your parents. What kinds of? You said they were very tough. What kinds of like things did they? instill upon you or uh, things growing up that you feel like shaped you into who you are today so when i was in first grade <laughs> this one is my favorite story because now we're at harvard mm -hmm. um when i was in first grade i brought home a spelling test and i got a 70 the words were stupid right it's like 
I don't know, pudding. Like, it's first grade. And my dad was like, you think Harvard takes kids who got who get C's? Well, Harvard did. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, that's kind of the thing. Like, there's a, there was kind of, there was always pressure. Yeah. But then after a while, like, you internalize, like, your own drive. Interesting. Yeah. So they give you the pressure, and then it's kind of like you're on a bike, and they're pushing it with their pressure, and then uh, they let go, and then you have your own wheels yeah. of pressure that are spinning and making it go forward. And then, like, with a bike, you're going to fall. Okay. You're going to get back up the end. Okay. It's like, I, it sounds, like, so stupid, but I do believe that if you, like, when you when you believe you're going to do something, you just do it. Interesting. Have you experienced attempting to do things and, and failing at them many times in, in getting here? And how do you bounce back from those failures? Um, I like to think that I'm an optimist. I like to think that I've romanticized life because otherwise, like, everything is horrible. If it's not a learning experience, then you're going to think it's horrible. Sure, yeah. Um, so, like, in the past two years, I've gotten rejected from a lot of things. And if I give it time in the next month, I actually get an opportunity that was way better in the first place. Interesting. Yeah. With yeah. time, everything works out. I fully believe it. I, I agree with that. I feel, I feel that every time I go and sit out here, like, you know, sometimes nobody wants to come talk. Sometimes we get an interview that doesn't go well. But then if you push past it, you get to talk to some interesting people. I've been learning that myself. No, because I'm happy you're here right now. Like wholeheartedly, oh, yeah. I liked, I've been thinking to myself yeah. that if you do more bold, random things, yeah. then you just become a bolder person. What's the last bold, random thing that you did? Uh, it was our friend's birthday, uh, like two days, maybe yesterday, two days ago. And I thought it'd be funny to stand on the table in Annenberg, our dining hall, and to get the cafeteria to sing happy birthday. Did, they, did you successfully do it? I have done it before. And I've done it when it's not actually anyone's birthday. Oh, wow. You seem like you're very good at putting yourself out there. I'm doing it because I'm not very good at it in high school. Yes. I wasn't very good at it, at least. And now I'm doing it because why not? Exposure therapy. Just like, yes. fuck it, brute force. I'm going to get I So I feel so uncomfortable with doing this thing that I got to do it to, to, to learn. Yeah, my, like, I, I started journaling and meditating, and, like, yeah. the word I wrote down for this year at Harvard was unapologetic. Unapologetic. So, like, everything is either you're being unapologetic or you're going to wonder what if. Mm. Mm. Do you uh, have any what ifs that you've left on the table? No, but I read this quote that was, like, the only regrets you have in life is wishing you had been more empathetic in a situation. Mm. Like, I don't regret anything because the point that I'm at now is amazing. Like, tearing my, I tore my ACL playing soccer, and I always said, like, if only I hadn't done that, we would have won state championships, whatever. But then I created my research project out of it, and I wrote about that in my Harvard, like, application, and now I'm here. Ah, you think that because that, you know, it's, it's funny that when a thing like that happens, that's bad. And you couldn't even possibly think of a way that it could turn into a good thing. And then it turns into a good thing. Yeah. In a weird way. It's like I still, I literally still have right knee pain. So, mm-hmm. like, I can't play soccer. But now I'm walking onto the crew team, hopefully. So, so why like, brain surgery? Was it just kind of like a Mount Everest, we did it because it was so hard thing? No, I definitely don't think I'm that type of person because, like, I get very, I think a lot and I overthink sometimes. And I'm usually the friend that, like, 
feels events like deeper per se like we okay. just i just feel them um you know that like annoying person that goes like oh i'm, I'm an, an empath. empath yeah of course i'm not that person but i do think about that but no brain surgery because like i said i've always thought just like very deeply and i like would have the same experience as someone and i just experience it differently and i started wondering why and then i came across like consciousness like how do I think about my own thinking and like my experience mm. right now? And like, why am I thinking so differently? And so with that comes neuroscience. And I've always known I wanted to be some sort of doctor. I really love medicine. So as I fell in love with neuroscience, I just thought to myself, what is more vulnerable? Like, what is the biggest test of trust than to hold someone's thinking in your own hands? Wow, interesting. Does that, does learning about the brain and how it works key you in a lot to your own methods of thinking? Um, I think it's interesting because, like, I found a lot of, like, thinking about my own thinking through meditation. Yeah. And on that path, like, I don't think neuroscience is exactly it, but it's more so just the observation of everything going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, um, my favorite thing is that because I'm so talkative and I do a lot of stuff, people mm -hmm. never think I'm actually observing what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I really like observing my friends. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing to do is to ask them if they have siblings and no matter what their answer is, just say interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I like, end up doing stuff like that. Do you have a younger yeah. brother? I have an older sister. Older sister. Interesting. <laughs> I see. I see that. Do your friends ever like feel feel too perceived around you because you're observing them so much? I think yes. And like because we're here now and we're like meeting new people, mm -hmm. sometimes people might not like they think, you know how some people they just want to have fun. Yeah. And like I'm I think I'm a fun person, but I'm a very like deep person as well sure i don't love the lighthearted fun like i need some sort of i need more to it okay so yeah. a lot of my friends will like feel like they're being perceived when they're being around me and at first it's a little vulnerable um because i'm the person like i don't text one words i text paragraphs mm -hmm. so i think it's fun because i'm perceiving them and then when they're upset and i like know they're upset but they haven't like clued us in it's more fun for me because then you can like help without saying why you're helping. Hmm. What does your idea of fun look like if you're not into kind of just you, you seem like everything you do, you want to get something <laughs> out of it, not just like kind of hang out and vibe. Is that accurate? Um, I guess. I also think, though, that like. I actually have one of my friends behind the camera right now. Oh, yeah? She's a very fun person. Okay. Um, she is the lighthearted, fun, like, giggly person. Yeah. So, like, here at Harvard, like, I can do the fun stuff. But I also really like um, going to coffee shops and just, like, having a drink and talking. Do you I talk to strangers a lot around? I'll talk to strangers. Okay. I don't know if I have as much as possible. But, like, most of my friends, actually are like people that I saw online on Instagram that are were going to Harvard and I just like I slid in their DMs. Slid in their DMs? Yeah. That's all is that how you met uh, your friend behind the camera? Actually I met her at so Visitas is like the Harvard visit weekend. Okay. And we were at like a little like mixer fundraiser something was going on, super tight room and she came up to me and she started talking to like the people that were around me but not to me. 
And I was like, oh. You thought she was doing that on purpose. I she was, was like, like skirting what you. is this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. So I could have been offended. Yeah. But I kind of thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so afterward, I just went up to her and I was asked her for her snap. I was like, hey, that was pretty funny. Like, whatever. And now she's everywhere. So. Wow. I love, I love that. That's like. You you changed your perception. You took control of it. You were like, I am not going to be offended. I am going to make this a productive thing. And then you reached out, and now you guys are friends. I know. That's a really powerful uh, thing to do. I feel like that's the kind of stuff that happens when you do all the stuff that you're talking about of being conscious of your own thoughts and, and trying to be mindful. I'm, I'm really trying. I think I've had, a, like, a struggle with being unapologetic because, like, I don't know. I'm a loud person. I'm a six foot tall girl. Like, I guess you can't tell because I'm seated. But I don't know. I, I really like how I've been handling myself since I've come here. And so I'm proud of that. That's awesome. I, it's, it's also cool that, you know, the, the, these practices are having like real life yes. effects that are changing your timeline positively. Things like you meeting her and, and everything that you've done to get here at Harvard. I want to know what things in the future uh, that you're uncomfortable with are you trying to become more comfortable with because you seem like you're always trying to improve upon things is there anything that that you're trying to improve upon your next mountain that you're going to climb at all well i was just talking with someone how like there are there's 15 years between now and whenever i could be an attending surgeon yeah and within those 15 years Anything can happen. Totally, 100%. I could injure one of my fingers. I could... Yep. D anything could happen. Like, I could not be a surgeon. I could hate neuroscience. I could go into consulting like a lot of the econ kids here. Mm -hmm. I probably won't. I will. I think I'll stay with neuroscience because, like I said, if I believe something, you do it. I'm uncomfortable with the idea that I'm so driven Am I going to miss out on something? Yeah, sure. And I think sure. just, but being uncomfortable, um, I will like, I will just wholeheartedly plug my favorite, like YouTube collective of all time. Yes. Theory. Yeah, Their no, motto yeah, is yeah. seek discomfort. Sure. Yeah. So when you ask me if I'm uncomfortable, I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. What do you uh, think that you might miss? I'm not sure. I think being someone who's been so passionate and like I'm from South Carolina we don't know the same resources that kids like up here or in California know about like getting to college like I had to apply for every club of all time try to be a leader in all of them like focus on my grades and I know like I had a different high school experience than a lot of my friends so like I had FOMO for a while, long time I was like did I miss something mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm still happy I'm here, but it's also just like, it's uncomfortable knowing you didn't experience things like other people might have. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like, uh, and, and you were you were alluding to this too, like you you had what you wanted to do, and so you're doing it. And if you're gonna do that, you know, you're all whatever you do. If you if you were to uh, indulge in the things that you felt like you were missing, you'd be missing that. There's always uh, an opportunity cost of anything that you're doing and it's it's I, I myself struggle with like you know thinking about opportunity costs a lot I think a lot of people do I think a lot of people I've talked to today do but it's all it's just it's just an acceptance of the fact that there's always gonna be an opportunity cost you're never gonna get to do everything 
I just love that you said opportunity cost because yeah. my friend behind the camera, she's always saying opportunity, opportunity cost because they're in X10 right now. Yeah, That's actually yeah. the class. And um, I just joined the crew team. This morning was our first practice, 6.30 a.m. I just found out I got into the clubs I wanted. Like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really, like, throwing the net wide. Yeah, sure. And I know that opportunity cost is going to come into play soon. But at the end of the day, like, I think things will work out. And then once they work out, you're not going to wonder, like, what could have been because you're going to be happy with where you are. That's awesome. I hope so. What's your name again? Not I'm Naya. Naya. Naya, I got it. I, I, I'm always forgetting people's names. And you're not just Gecko. You have a name, right? Lyle. Lyle? Yes. Lyle. Okay. Naya, very nice to meet you. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, I love y'all. That's about it. Naya. Oh, man. That was interesting stuff. It's, it's cool to hear um, people uh, who I have sat down to talk to today all have, like, very, you know, similar issues with each other. Because uh, I feel like people, a lot, just with anyone having any issue, tends to feel like they could be, like, alone in it, you know? And, and having uh, people come and talk about what's going on with them and these struggles of, of opportunity costs or of, oh, I'm focusing on this, so I have to neglect that. How do I deal with that? It's, it's a common uh, experience between people. I, myself, for a while, I had a, had a period where I was overwhelmed by all of the options that the the earth has of of what to do with the time i have before in between birth and death and i'm trying my best to um not think about that opportunity cost and she was awesome it was, it was great talking to her about everything and uh i wish her well in her quest to being uncomfortable Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.